Hey, brother. Okay, gang, we have covered Encanto quite a bit over here on the Super Carlin Brothers channel. And all I can say is totally worth it. This movie is a pure delight and just speaks directly to my heart. So yeah. There's that. Actually, fun fact, I got my Spotify unwrapped at the end of 2022 and literally all 10 of my top 10 songs were from the Encanto soundtrack. And honestly, that is saying something because the other thing that I did last year was went to the Las Vegas When We Were Young Music Festival where I completely relived my pop punk phase. Who am I kidding? It wasn't a phase. If you know, you know, I'm also off topic. Back to Encanto. The point is, this movie is insanely bright and colorful, but the other thing that it does is tackle very real-world problems that are close to home and things that I think a lot of people can very easily relate to. I think you're carrying way too much. On the whole, the idea of generational expectations and the trauma that can come with it is something we can all be more aware of and work to communicate in an effort to avoid. But today's topic might just take it one step further and a glimpse into a darker version of Encanto that you might not be quite as used to. Today, we are going to examine the idea that a young five-year-old Mirabelle was already feeling the weight of the expectations set forth by her abuela in the form of that generational trauma. The idea is that when she walked up to that door as a five-year-old, she already had the anxiety and worry that she could potentially let her family down. But she even worried that not only might she not live up to her power, but also might not receive one at all. And so this is where the story, or at least our interpretation of it, would deviate ever so slightly. Mirabelle reaches forward, touches the doorknob, and does receive a power. The ability to shape her reality. And just like when we see Antonio receive his powers to communicate with animals, where they just immediately flock to him right after he's received his gift, Mirabelle's go into effect instantly as well. And so immediately, and even more importantly, without realizing it, she starts to shape her reality around her right away. And what reality might she shape around her if the last thing she was worried about was the idea that she might not get a power? And that's what happens. Her power makes her believe she didn't get one. I call it the not special special, since uh, you have no gift. And from that moment forward, Mirabelle, the Madrigal family, and Casita are all trapped inside of this new reality that Mirabelle has created. Yeah, you ever think those trippy song sequences maybe didn't totally make sense? Like, were those actually happening? It might make more sense now. But first, let me try to explain what's going on a little more thoroughly. Because the overall premise of the story of Encanto really starts and ends with Abuela. We know, thanks to the song Dos Arroguitas at the end of the movie, that Abuela and Pedro had the triplets and then were promptly forced from the town they lived in. Pedro sacrifices himself so that everyone else can safely make it away, and it is this sacrifice that ignites the miracle. A miracle which is going to be represented throughout the rest of the movie as this glowing golden candle, also Casita, and the gifts of the members of the family Madrigal themselves. And also not for nothing, in this moment, I pretty firmly believe that Pedro himself actually becomes Casita. He's always helping everyone inside of the house, but the only person he'll actually take orders from is Abuela. To the table, let's go, let's go. 
We do have an entire video about that particular idea. If you'd like to check it out, you can just click the card right over here. In the meantime though, Abuela's interpretation of the situation ultimately becomes that the only thing that actually keeps Pedro still there, still with them, is the miracle itself, the powers. And in doing so, she fails to remember that the family itself is the miracle, powers or not. But the further on in life she gets, the more she clings to this particular idea, and you can immediately start to see the strain that it is causing on every member of the family. Peppa can control the weather, which is amazing, an incredible power, but if her emotions aren't in check, then they can start to control her right back. Isabella is quite literally planning to marry someone that she does not love in order to keep Abuela happy. Luisa can lift, literally, everything, near as I can tell, and is still being crushed under the weight of expectations. And then there's Bruno, who never really did anything other than love his family, who removed himself not from their presence, but the knowledge of his presence. For over 10 years, scraping by, inside the walls of the house. And again, if you believe that Pedro is in fact Casita itself, also created enough space for him to exist within those walls. What a great dad. This movie is so bright and colorful, but the ways in which these people are being impacted from the expectations of Abuela is straight up intense. I mean, they may as well have been camping the entire time because, you know, camping is intense. You get it. I don't know if you do intense. Intense. Camping is intense for clarity. Anyway though, with this much in mind, you've got the young and absolutely adorable Mirabelle who is at her ceremony to receive her gift. Her oldest sister is quite literally the golden child of the family and Luisa is able to bring so much service to the town because of what she's able to do. Like in this scene, she's physically moving a church a church. And then you've also got Mirabelle's cousins, Dolores, who has the supersonic hearing. He wants five babies. And Camillo, who would have just had his ceremony shortly before Mirabelle's. It's really not hard to imagine not only the pressure from Abuela, but just the shadows being cast by the rest of her family. Each one, time after time, has walked up to their own door and received a power. And at least as far as Mirabelle can tell, taken a huge amount of pride in what they're then able to provide to the community. So what if Mirabelle is terrified of her ceremony? What if she is so worried that she won't be able to fill the shoes of those who came before her? It would be her worst nightmare. She approaches the door and nothing happens. And these would be the thoughts that would be racing through her mind as she takes each step closer. It's the irrational certainty of the thing you fear the most. And she reaches forward, touches the door, and it all happens all at once. Her power, the ability to bend reality, immediately takes effect. And what she sees play out around her is her worst nightmare. That she isn't good enough, doesn't stack up, and doesn't receive a gift. And for all intents and purposes, locks everyone around her inside of this reality. And now to clarify here, this is not like WandaVision where everything looks a certain way on the surface, but is very different underneath. Mirabelle would literally be changing reality and everyone around her would actually be experiencing it exactly as we see it. Right away to me, it feels so very similar to exactly what Peppa experiences every single day. She has the ability to control the weather. It's immensely powerful, but because it's reactive to her own emotions, it can just as easily work against her. And it's just so sad to imagine this happening to such a poor, sweet little girl. But don't worry, it gets worse. Because the real tragedy is now Mirabelle exists, not realizing that it is in fact her gift that is causing 
everything around her to happen. And with that in mind, if we fast forward to the present day where the entire family is kind of in hesitant anticipation of her younger cousin Antonio's ceremony. If you're Mirabelle, this particular ceremony comes with even more weight than it does for everyone else. You are about to discover whether or not it was only you. Maybe the magic just ran out. Maybe it's not just me. This would of course be her new worst fear, which then would of course come true because she's the one creating the reality. We'd find out that Antonio does in fact receive a gift of his own and it would further isolate Mirabelle's position with the rest of her family. In fact, even the very specific gift that he receives could be more underlying proof of Mirabelle's own power. She kind of labels him as an animal guy, not five minutes before the celebration begins. I know you're an animal guy. And so as Mirabelle is processing this bit of new information, what you start to see is once again, her powers essentially going into overdrive. And I will say that this next scene that I wanna talk about, I was always a little confused about because I didn't understand how it worked. But through this lens, I think it makes even more sense. Antonio has his gift. The family is celebrating. They're taking a group photo when seemingly reality goes into slow motion. During this scene, Mirabelle is the only one traveling at a normal speed and you see her go all around the house. And a simple interpretation here could just be something as simple as like, well, it's not actually happening. You're not actually going through this whole song sequence. It's just all of the emotions that Mirabelle is feeling inside of this moment spelled out. But what if it's more than that? What if, again, as master of reality, she has quite literally frozen the scene? Like, have you ever been so stressed that you just wish you could press pause on reality and just regroup and collect yourself for a second? I think she is pressing pause here to take a moment to collect herself and come to terms with what's happening. And what I think is happening is that she's reached her breaking point. And so Mirabelle, the miracle, and Casita, quite literally, all break. Or at the very least, the reality all around her starts to just a little bit. And I think this is a really interesting way to look at it. The real reason why the house is fracturing is because Mirabelle herself is fracturing. But it may even just be this small cathartic burst that is able to bring her back to center, even if it's just for a moment. Because after seeing everything, the cracks forming all around her, she runs in to let the family know and they all come back out into the main area of Casita to realize that everything is fine. Everything is normal. Guys, we need to pause right there just to give huge thanks to today's sponsor, HelloFresh. Here on this channel, we are always aiming to blow your mind. And this week, HelloFresh does it for us. 40 recipes a week. 40 is how many HelloFresh now has available for you to choose from. They are empowering you to say goodbye, or as my 15-month-old daughter says, nai-nai, to your recipe rut to treat your friends and family to delicious new meals every week. Seriously, no matter what your lifestyle or meal preferences, HelloFresh almost certainly has something for you. From fit and wholesome veggie or family-friendly meals, they always have something for even the pickiest eaters. Like, for example, my 15-month-old daughter. And you can even customize all of the meals, whether it's by swapping the protein or adding a different side or even adding a protein to a vegetarian meal. It's seriously so customizable and allows you to choose between a myriad of delicious dishes. Delicious dishes. That's not hard to say. Delicious dishes. 
That one's closest. And my personal favorite part is that all of the recipes come pre-portioned, so you don't have to waste a lot of time prepping or setting up. Guys, if you're anything like me and you've got your job and commitments and friends and family, and you get to the end of every day and you just find yourself making the same old things, HelloFresh is so great. I feel like we were literally making the same dinners week in, week out, and my whole family, myself, my wife, and my daughter, all love the HelloFresh dinners. And like I said before, those pre-portioned ingredients are absolutely incredible. I almost always have dinner on the table within 30 minutes from the start. And with time already so limited, I really feel like it opens up the evenings to not only have an overall better dinner experience, but just more time to spend with the rest of my family. I really just can't recommend it enough. So head on over to HelloFresh.com supercarlin65 and use promo code supercarlin65 to get 65% off plus free shipping on your first order. Again, that's going to be HelloFresh.com slash SuperCarlin65, promo code SuperCarlin65 for 65% off and free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit for good reason. Link is in the description down below. So the question is then, what had Mirabelle seen? Well, to me, even this part makes sense. Emotions, even anger, are meant to be felt and express. And oftentimes it is the act of expressing that particular emotion that will actually bring you a considerable amount of relief and calm. But really, this is just the tip of the iceberg and there is so much more evidence as we get into the middle section of the story. Because up until this point in the movie, all of the song sequences have been upbeat and spectacular, but also grounded in a way. And what I mean by that is like in the opening number, for example, the family madrigal. We see lots of fun and whimsical stuff, but it's all in keeping with the reality of what the movie has already set forth for us. Like, don't get me wrong, plenty of extraordinary things happen. Camillo, shapeshift, Isabella makes flowers out of nothing, and Julieta is able to cure a broken arm with an arepa. But these are things that we know these characters to be capable of anyway. And the same is largely true for the song Waiting on a Miracle, the one that we just referenced before, where everything slows down considerably. I mean, have you even noticed this hummingbird? Barely even flapping its wings. But the important part is that mostly everything else is still ordinary. People dancing and children running with sparklers. We do get a glimpse of Mirabelle stepping inside of her own imagination for a moment, but I really think that's just a taste of what Mirabelle is actually capable of. But the thing is, after this sequence, the Waiting on a Miracle song takes place and everything fractured, things change. The next morning feels typical enough for the family. They're having a delicious breakfast on the lawn, but Mirabelle has questions for Louisa. Louisa, if you know what's hurting the magic and it gets worse, cause you won't tell me what's wrong. Nothing's wrong! This of course pushes Louisa into her and my personal favorite song. And just mere seconds into Louisa's song, new things start happening. They're on a circus tightrope, balancing a stack of donkeys, fighting off a terrified Hercules' Cerberus. After that, it quite literally rains donkeys. They almost get squished and then possibly take a trip to Yellowstone? Maybe? The point is, things are starting to get real weird up in here. And I will say, when I first saw Encanto, it was hard to tell whether or not all of this was actually happening, or if it was more similar to Moana, like where they're singing the song, You're Welcome, and Maui is handing all of these different objects to Moana, and then at the end of the song, when like the background disappears, you realize she's just holding a bunch of random oddments. And that's the thing, if everything that was happening inside of Louisa's song was actually happening, it would be pretty weird. And the thing is, I'm pretty sure they were. Again, if you compare it to Peppa and the weather, except with Mirabelle's power to bend reality, she's reached a breaking point. And what we're seeing 
is pretty spectacular, unusual, scary. And it does get even stranger the further you get into the movie, especially with Mirabelle's older sister, Isabella, where she's singing, What Else Can I Do? Very hard to say, what else can I do and not sing it? Now, to be fair, in this scene, they're inside of Isabella's room, and we know that rooms inside of Casita can do some pretty spectacular stuff. Antonio's, for example, is quite literally a fully functioning jungle, so yeah. Wonder if at some point Casita becomes Zootopia. But eventually in Isabella's song, they break out of her room and just into Casita at large. And we know that some of the things that are happening inside of that song are actually happening because Isabella's physical characteristics, her color palette are changed for the rest of the film. And this might be the point where you're thinking to yourself, well, hey guys, wait, like if this is actually happening, wouldn't everybody involved be kind of like wondering how these supernatural and surreal things were manifesting around them. And you'd think so, and it would completely make sense, but actually, no. I actually think that they would just accept it without question, because once again, Mirabelle's power is making it all happen. Because she can bend reality, she can make it seem as if these things, these sequences, are a completely normal thing to happen. Nothing out of the ordinary. But so then the other big question is, what does this do to the overall plot of the movie? Does it change anything? Is Casita crumbling because of Mirabelle's unknown power? Or does it once again go back to Abuela's generational trauma problem? Well, the answer honestly is that it's both. After all, Abuela's pressure that she puts on the family would be the cause of Mirabelle's concerns in the first place. Then, once Mirabelle's own power activate and seems to appear as if she didn't receive a power at all, it further worries Abuela that the magic is running out, that the miracle is breaking. But on that note, as the magic breaks, we see that everybody else's powers are diminishing anyway. Luisa can barely even pick up a piano anymore. Did I mention at one point in time she picked up a whole church? There's probably at least two pianos inside of that church. Or dare I say an organ? Seems like a heavier piano, but I'm not really sure. But if everybody else's powers are breaking, does it also mean that Mirabelle's reality-shaping powers would be breaking as well? And the answer is absolutely yes. But again, she's not putting a filter over reality. She is bending it. Everything that they perceived as reality actually happened. Once the powers are turned off, everyone is still just exactly where they were physically when they were on. This obviously brings us to the final sequence where Mirabelle runs away, Abuela realizes where she was lost along the way, Dos Arroguitas, butterflies, tears, hugging tears, more tears, shut up, I'm not crying, you are. Now, I won't lie, I've literally cried to that song a bunch of times. And you might even think here that when Abuela and Mirabelle finally make up, this huge immersion of butterflies is actually Mirabelle's own power coming back into effect, that she is creating this reality around her, but she's not. This, I think, is just the miracle, which as a reminder, is an entity unto itself. But from here, none of the family have their powers back either. At least not yet. It actually ends up taking the entire town to rebuild Casita. It's not until the house is fully repaired when we see the Madrigals re-harness their respective gifts. Which then I think brings us back to a really, really big and important question about this whole topic. When this happens, does Mirabelle get her reality bending powers Back. And that's where I would say, 
it gets complicated because one of the other huge roles that needs to be upheld by one of the members of the family is being the keeper of the miracle itself. And Abuela has traditionally been the one to fill this role. And Abuela has shouldered this responsibility for 50 years. In a way, it's kind of her own power. But when Mirabelle and Abuela have their moment by the river where the miracle was created in the first place, I think this responsibility passes. So when Mirabelle ends up being the one to turn the doorknob to enter Casita, it's what I imagine Abuela must have done 50 years prior. Mirabelle's door isn't the entrance to her bedroom like it is for everyone else. Mirabelle's door is the entrance to Casita. She is the new keeper of the miracle and will be until someday when she passes it down to someone else. But that being said, it's always important to keep in mind that reality is what you make it. Guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like to find out what's behind every other member of the family's doors, you can check out this video right here. But otherwise, until next time, bye.